Welcome back to the show, Racing HQ Saturday on Sky Racing and also Sky Sports Radio. You can stream us uh, via Sky Racing on your mobile. You can watch us on uh, Foxtel or uh, you can have a listen to Sky Sports Radio via the app or other streaming services or via the radio, of course. Thanks for being with us on your Saturday. Hope you're ready for a big day on the punt and hopefully many winners. Uh, Steve Ralton joins us from the Racing New South Wales Stewards panel to advise any things of note for Ramwick today. How are you this morning, Steve? Well, thanks, Luke. Great to hear. What have you got for us? Um, in race two, Song Blue, um, last start, uh, received a heavy bump at the start and settled much further back than was intended um, and then was badly held up for running in the straight and copped a check at about the 150, so um, it ran 14th, but um, I should have finished much closer than that. In the same race, uh, Manzoni also was the subject of uh, a bit of interference and uh, lack of running in the straight, so it, it was uh, quite unlucky as well. Uh, race six, Cigar Flick resumed in the Rosebud when fourth um, had to go back from the outside gate and uh, wasn't able to obtain clear running until near the 150 and found the line well. Um, I heard Ron mention it earlier, just with Lindemann um, dropped out in the wink stakes, but probably of some note, the horse was on a veterinary examination found to be coughing repeatedly. Um, the Wallace stable have provided us with a veterinary clearance and the horse is scoped clean and uh, there was uh, no uh, issues found subsequently. And uh, out of the last race, uh, race 10, uh, number eight, Gaza Blanca, quite unlucky last start, was badly held up uh, and didn't obtain clear running until about the 150. Have a good day, Steve. Thank you, Luke. There's Steve Ralton from the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel. Uh, let's welcome back in Ron Duffercy for the Randwick preview. Duff, uh, we've got a soft five this morning. Uh, I know it'll sort of improve throughout the day with a nice day weather-wise, but uh, it should be a perfect track with just the edge off. Good morning to you. Yep, uh, good morning, Luke. I think, yeah, you're, you're right there. We'll, a bit of a wind factor maybe during the day, I heard this morning, so we'll keep an eye on that. Brad Gray is with us. How are you this morning, Bradley? Yeah, good morning, fellas. Good morning, all the listeners. Ding, ding, ding. What is it, round 13 now for Eduardo and Nature <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, the market was doing some funny things this morning. I woke up this morning and had a look at, at Eduardo's price, and he was $8 at some what? places. $8. What? Yeah. Completely brushed him. Um, so he, he was out the gate. Uh, there was a scratching his appetite. I think he's into about $6 at some joints now. But even still, uh, friendless sounds like an understatement. Well, I know Andrew Hurley'd be dirty south got beat last night, but no need to sabotage the tab system, Hurls, just because you're a bit upset. Good morning to you. I, I hear that 11, at 10.45 last night, you're calling for a rebuild from the ground up. Is that true? Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't take it out on uh, on Eduardo, but um, yeah, it didn't last long, but yeah, it was, it's definitely uh, easy. It's been 5 six fifty eight now back into $5, so... I'm not sure how many bets we wrote at that uh, $8 quote for the, uh, of course, talking about the Concord Stakes, but yeah, nature strips into $2 today. How are you, though, Pearl? Is everything okay? He, he, um, he brushed that south thing. Yeah, quickly, oh, didn't he didn't move he? on quickly, Duff, eh? They're in front, round 11. What happened, Hurls? Oh, dear, dear. It's a racing <laughs> show. You know I never like to talk about south. I'll put that to the side. Oh, very disappointing. Anyway, it is what it is. That's all right, mate. Things happen, Duff. Um, but look, we can. Uh, one thing that always makes you feel better is backing mm-hmm. a winner or two, and I think Duff might uh, be able to provide that today, hopefully for you, Hurls. Um, Brad Gray, I'm not so sure. Uh, I was with him at the awards <laughs> night uh, during the week. He's a little bit out of form. I think he's lost a bit of confidence, uh, like Souths did. Brad, are you, you all sweet? 
Excuse me, mate. Yeah, we're probably sitting next to you had something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Sitting next to you. I was getting to that. Uh, I tend to drag people down with me. I'm a good captain. I don't just go down with the ship. I take everyone with me. Don't worry about that, boys. How how do you see this meeting today, Brad? Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's obviously we're going to learn a bit as far as uh, where a few of these sit. Uh, the Concord Stakes were spoken about in a bit of detail. I think that this is the day where the Phillies really start to separate themselves. We see two form lines uh, come together. Is it going to be the rosebud form? Or is it going to be that, that Philly traditional lead-up from a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I think there's going to be that's going to split opinions. The Chelmsford, uh, will the likes of Montefilly and Duias uh, improve again off the wink stakes? What will think it over do second up? So, yeah, there's a few points of interest. We're going to learn a lot, as I say, after today, but a fascinating meeting from pretty much race one to race ten. It was actually nice to see you too during the week, mate. Uh, only tongue-in-cheek, little jab there. Oh, it's the old compliment sandwich, is it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get into it, boys. Uh, excited to get through this 10-race card. And we start hurls with the midway, 1,400 metres for the midway this week. Uh, knocked around a little bit by scratching, so it's a smaller field. Um, is back rower, is he attracting any interest? Because he was completely friendless last week in the lead-up to that, or two weeks ago in the lead-up to that midway. Yeah, he's um, he's the most popular runner since the betting opened, but I wouldn't say like to the exclusivity of any other runner in the race. Great Aces uh, has got its supporters as well. Let's just have a look at the deductions here first up, Luke, because they're pretty significant, mate. Mm. Uh, the Great Houdini's four by five, four by four Byron Bell, different strokes eleven by eleven, three by three Zarakat or Zorakat. Uh, we've got Patrika Mist at two cents to win, one cents loving Silla, and the carpet bag at zero. Who's us up the top with straight ace? So yeah, it's three ninety to three fifty, nine dollars to eight dollars for Sabrenko. Three fifty now, three ten, and did bottom out at three dollars earlier. Back rower Pandano's twenty one to nineteen, nine dollars to eight dollars. Ningaloo Star IQ's an eleven dollar chance in from thirteen, nineteen to seventeen. The seven C's ten dollars to eight dollars. Stars and bars and Slickman down the bottom. 41 to 34. Since the market opens, yeah, it has been back rower. Um, today, a bit of support there for Sabrenko and also written a few bets on stars and bars. Speed-wise, well, it's changed a bit. A field of 16 has become a field of nine, and a couple of these uh, horses that have come out were on speed horses, of course, the carpetbagger, Zorro Cat, maybe to a lesser extent, Byron Bell. So I think Sabrenko looks your leader now. Uh, Stars and Bars won't be too far away. Straight Acer holds a position. And we have seen back row race well from outside the lead in the past. He actually won over 1,400 metres, beating Wallen by at Newcastle, sitting outside the lead. So I think he'll be much closer today, Duff. Uh, yep, he was going to be closer the other day. He just couldn't clear them. He was wide, no cover up close. And this is a slower race. And, you know, everyone's labelled Sabrenko the leader. It was the first time she's led. I would have thought, uh, last time, I would have thought they'd be happier with a sit, but maybe not from barrier 12 with no speed. So the map is up in the air, but I think McDonald takes no prisoners here and goes forward, second up on um, the back rower. Total forgive there first up, I would have thought. I still think he's stuck on quite nicely through the line, and I have to give him a chance... Um, in a field like this. I think, obviously, straight ace is the danger at his peak at the right time. He's up two kilo, but the good draw helps again. Stars and bars didn't have any luck at a midweek meeting last time, so up up in class here, but seems to be going well. And I'll throw in Ningaloo Star, who's ready for a peak performance. 3-1, 13 and 7.
We've gone the other way. I've gone the way straight. Acer 1, 3, 13, and 7. It looks to be a race that the market's got pretty well cornered, I'd suggest, but straight Acer uh, just has to hold his form from last start. I don't mind the setup slightly back in journey. Three weeks between runs, and he should have the back of the speed and get his chance. So I know the margin was only narrow last time out. I just think he, he just floated a little bit once he hit the front. Three back rower, uh, for all the reasons that Duff mentioned, be very forgiving of what he did uh, last or last start there. First up, he just covered a stack of ground. He's got depth of form line that pretty much none of his rivals can match here through his two and three-year-old uh, year there. 13 stars and bars, racing well, has been up for an eternity, but uh, career best form, arguably, and should have finished much closer to Marques last time out. And I've also found a spot there for Ningaloo Star. Just thinking third up, no excuses. Just going to need a little bit of luck at the right time from the tricky gate. One, three, 13 and seven. Darren Fundell's selections, if you're watching on Sky Thoroughbred Central, we're about to flash those up on the screen for you. He's number two, Sabrenko on top, 2, 1, 13, and 3. And I should have mentioned this at the top two, guys. Um, we had, uh, we've had we discussed it already on the program this morning, but if you are just joining us, uh, there were uh, four jockeys involved in falls yesterday uh, at, at Wyong, uh, three in the cup, Brett Preble. Uh, Regan Bayless uh, both fell in that uh, race and Tim Clark as well. Tim Clark is not riding today. The new rider for Alligator Blood in Melbourne, um, I believe, is going to be Damien Oliver in that Memsey Stakes. Uh, so Tim Clark uh, not riding. He stayed in hospital overnight, cleared of breaks though. So uh, certainly wishing Tim and his family all the best with his recovery. Regan Bayless is also not riding today. However, Preble and McDonald will both ride today at Ramwick. So, um, uh, look, all jockeys are going to make full recoveries, two of which are riding today, uh, which is good news. So just wanted to pass on that uh, if you did miss it earlier this morning. I'm just hearing unconfirmed mm. uh, that there might be a replacement or two on one, of, one or two of McDonald's rides. I see. Well, I'm here, on know, that I'm duff, was he, when Zach came on and was talking about In Secret, I was trying to, I didn't want to second guess myself, but it was... Was James on her originally, or was Zach always riding in secret this week? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think uh, he's, well, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I I'm don't I'm second-guessing myself, because it says late alteration on Racing Australia. I'm just wondering. No, they, were, they forgot to put their jockeys right. in for that race. I think they okay. were waiting. Yeah, yeah, but okay. they didn't go until 2 o'clock. Ah. Uh, so there was just a, maybe a slip in the system there. That was the problem there. But yeah, because he's on Nature Strip. What am I talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking McDonald might be getting off a couple of his light. Well, he, maybe oh, yeah. he had got time to sweat today. I'm hearing okay. Logan Logan Street Lions got a replacement jockey, Kathy O'Hara. I'm hearing. Okay, uh, important news there. Uh, we'll certainly keep that up. To, uh, we'll keep you up to speed with that. If that information comes through, I'll keep the uh, Racing New South Wales Twitter page open, and if they do tweet out any. Further information in regards to uh, replacements, we will pass on that news. So plenty happening this morning, boys. Uh, let's go to the Tab Highway now, 1,200 metres, Class <laughs> 3, and Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, I'll just, uh, thanks for that, Duff. I'll, um, I'll just get that Jockey's Challenge uh, market suspended uh, yeah. until we do uh, do get confirmation of that. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, just click to, through to the boys. All right, uh, let's go to the highway and the scratchings here. We've got... Uh, Six of them come out, however, there is no deductions for uh, five of them. Rather, D4 runner, Mystic Vane, British Statesman, Montebello's Charm and Miss Austen. We go up the top and Iron Will, $7.440 for Wizard of Oz. Makes a favourite, went up $6 on Wednesday. Smoke Show, 19 Sung Blue has been $6 and has not budged since Wednesday. 2016 Jet, Sapito Beauty at 16 $12 Atmospheric Rock. Bonjour Rupert is a $41 chance. I 
like big putts, 81. 17 Manzoni, Crop Duster, 23. Uh, $5 centre bounce, Rebel Dreamer, 21. 81, Ucala, don't you think, is a $17 chance. They're specking for it. It opened up at 26 on Wednesday. And Diamond Carrot is $151. So, as we always say, wide open, Wizard of Oz. Uh, well-backed, very, very solid sun blue. And as I also mentioned, there was a bit of a nibble there for uh, Don't You Think, which has been 26 into 17. Yep, and he'll have company up on top of the speed here. Wizard of Oz, uh, the likes of I Like Big Putts will come across. Uh, the same can be said for Sapito Beauty. Iron Will's got speed. And then you're looking at that second layer, uh, the likes of Sung Blue and Rebel Dreamer. Now, what do they do with centre bounce? I think they will be a little bit more intent uh, to use the draw. She'd get a long way back there last time out, but it was from a wide gate duff. Yep, I want to be with um, the favourite here, uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, is he the favourite? Yes, he is the favourite. Um... Yep, I thought the 750 earlier in the week was a little bit of overs. He's just the timings, right? Frame third up, good draw, maps well on speed. I think hard enough to beat. Centre bounce may have been flattered with all those horses unlucky inside her the other day, but I still think she sets up well from a better draw for Zach with the limit weight. Uh, Sung Blue, yeah. Um, an aggressive not ride from Nash, kicking up from one. Had nowhere to go the other day. A little jar still out of the track, probably, for race two, which will help. And best of the rest is Iron Will, who's got work to do from that wide draw. Uh, two, fourteen, four, and one. I've gone two, fourteen, fifteen, and four. So similar numbers for me. Wizard of Oz, hoof on the teal, fantastic last time out. He just had to work a little bit too hard early there. Uh, part of his own undoing. He was a little bit keen, uh, and that just left him a, a sitting shot there in the straight. Overlord was a little bit too good, but third up now, rock hard fit, rolls forward. If he's not in front, he's right there. And, He's very much ready to win. 14 centre bounce. The only knock was the original price. It's getting to a point now where you're paying a, an early Matt Dunn tax in these highways, uh, but getting out to a more realistic price now. $5 to have fixed odds, and I think you'll get better again. Uh, but the writing's on the wall there. Uh, that she should be a coming highway winner herself. She was great last start, making up a stack of ground late. 15 Rebel Dreamer. I think she is the best roughie here in the market. has been very quick to dismiss her. She's a lightly raced mare. Uh, you go back to only, what, three or four starts ago in Highway Company, and she was running around as a $3.50 chance, and now she's significantly bigger odds. She was good at Musselbrook, just found the 1,000 metres a touch too sharp. That was first up, and four, Sung Blue. Uh, can park up in behind the speed, and as Duff mentioned, absolutely no luck whatsoever last time out. So, pen that run, forget it ever happened. Two, fourteen, fifteen, and 4. Let's see what Darren Flindell's come up with in the highway. He is with centre bounce, number 14, to beat 2, 4, and 3. Onwards we march to race number three with this Randwick preview. It's an 1,100-metre benchmark, 78. Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, and the Coeur Royale comes out, and the deduction for it uh, is zero. So it leaves us with a true market here with a Rainbeal, uh, an $18 chance. 51, our Bellagio miss. Wave Rider Boy, $5.480, now $5. No way ever, 21. Uh, Ohe is a $7, OJ, at $7. Or is it Ohi? I only back the horse about 50 times. I can never pronounce it. Uh, it's seven dollars thirty-four for Mabel Rubenocki twenty-six, twelve dollars Avery Tintuki six fifty went up eight dollars earlier in the week. Dancing alone, but very well backed three sixty two eighty now two seventy. Uh, Proverbial one hundred one sixty-one Darlene Bell Miss Ostend eighty-one and fifteen dollars for Molly Nails. So good support for Dancing Alone. Uh, undefeated from four from four, looking to make it five from five. Punters like it.
Well, you've got the two Joe Pride train runners who look to go forward and potentially control things. Uh, Ruben Oki, uh, she does her thing out in front. Rain Beal, uh, first start for Joe today, but has shown gate speed in the past. And in her trials, then you're looking at probably no way never, or no way ever, just holding a position there in our Bellagio miss. Outside that, interesting to see what happens uh, with dancing alone in the early stages from Barrier One Duff. Yeah, very interesting, because uh, for an 1100, there's not... I know she's fast, Ruben Oki, but... Um, it looks solo for her, mm. and uh, not many, not many chases there. So there'll be a, a bustle up for positions here. I'm hoping Ohio gets some luck here. Um, I know she hasn't won in nearly two years or whatever, but uh, she's raced at the top stakes level pretty well all the way through. Um, she resumes in a 78 here. And she looks trained up at the trials. She's got an awkward draw to contend with and wait, but I just feel I'd rather probably take her form lines. At the price, mainly the price over the, you know, the benchmark 64 form. So I'm tipping her. I think she's good value. Uh, she looks talented dancing alone, and um, she just needs luck getting out at the right time, and she'll be hard enough to beat. Wave Rider Boy's going well, and he doesn't know how to run bad. And best of the rest, I think Avery will be running on strongly. Would have been more confident um, about this mare if she'd probably been at 1200 in a fast race but I can't see her doing anything bar being an eye catcher in this race 6, 11, 4 and 9 I've gone the way of 4, 11, 7 and 10 for Wave Rider Boy I know she can find a tight finish but it's hard to to knock her desire because the margins have been so narrow right throughout her campaign. So I think she finds a, a similar race here and we're getting $5 and you look at her SP profile and she has started Shorter than that most recently, so at those odds, I'm happy to be in her corner. That is the knock on Dancing Alone. Uh, how short do you want to go? $2.70. Uh, I think it's skinny enough, given we don't really know where she fits in, but no knock whatsoever on her talent and a potential talent going forward. Four from four, you can't do much more. She needed every bit of the Kembla Grange straight there last time out to get home as a $1.22 chance, but out to 1,100 metres. Looks to suit now off the back of that. I think if there's a blowout, it's Mabel. Uh, she flies fresh. 1,100 metres, I'd be more confident if it was 1,000 metres, but maybe the soft run uh, offsets that. And if Karen McAvoy can just duck and weave late, I think she has a role to play. And Tintuki, uh, she's r racing well. A bit tricky to set up here, 1,200 metres on a wet track back to 1,100 metres on a firmer track, uh, but she's racing too well to dismiss. The other run I wanted to touch on was Molly Nails. I thought she was fantastic there first up. Uh, she's drawn a horrible gate here. I don't know what they do, but... I imagine a race like the Kosciuszko uh, is on the radar for her, so I'd expect her to be doing her best work through the line. 4, 11, 7 and 10. See what Darren's come up with here in uh, race number three. He's Wave, wave Rider Boy, a special here, number four on top to beat 7, 11 and 9. Hurls, I believe that Jockey's Challenge market's been suspended at the moment. I've, I've just received a note that J-Mac is endeavouring to make his 56-kilogram rides, but... Um, he is in some doubt just due to the uh, obviously not having the chance to prepare as he normally would with that fall yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Thanks for that info, Duff. Um, yeah, we've suspended well, that you... market, and um, yeah, we'll uh, wait wait for the new uh, new replacement rise if that is the case, just to protect the punters there, and we'll get it reopened. I'll let you know. Yeah, uh, I'd when say that happens. I'd say he'd go to the races, and it'll be a while. And you know, sometimes they lose half a kilo in the riding in the first couple of races. But there is doubt about him riding his fifty-six rides, so that includes Tis Invincible and things like that. Mm. Uh, so you don't want punters, you know, taking a dollar twenty or whatever they put up James McDonald every week, and all of a sudden he's three or four rides less. So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and also, I'm, I'm just reading on Twitter as well, um, stuff that uh, yeah, Damien Oliver is going to ride Alligator Blood, sorry. 
Yep. No, they found an old retired jockey for him. <laughs> <laughs> They've done well there. His, uh, his horses, uh, particularly on the tote between now and sort of uh, his retirement day, are going to be a lot shorter, I would suggest. Mm. Very popular jockey. Very much so. What about race four, mate? Uh, talk us through the market here. All right, we have got the one scratching, and that is Ascension, and it's four by five, the deduction. Going up the top here, we've got Torrens at $201.23 Alabir. We've got Mission Phoenix, $10.51 Outlandos. Perfect Thought, $5.151 Kiss the Bride. Logan Street Lions, $7. $12 Max Schnell, just fine, six fifty. $26, Mr. Waterville. Tazarel is our favourite. Four forty when the market first went up. It's three twenty today. $26 for Special Sway. Again, Terrain is a $16 chance of $26 per vade. Uh, this is more or less, whilst it's not a huge inward move uh, for Tazarel, Four forty when the market went up. Now three twenty, but it's easily the most popular runner in the race. It's holding probably double the investment of any other runner. SP looks good here. Uh, Mark Schnell back in trip. A uh, little gear change there. Kiss the Bride can roll forward. Mission Phoenix won't be too far away. Now he's getting out and journey, and he's had a couple of runs under his belt. And just fine uh, from that wide gate there. So interesting to see what they do first up. But you imagine Gay, Gay and Adrian and a horse that's got 2,400-metre form. Uh, they'd want to use that stamina uh, and slide across and be positive early, Duff. Yep, I uh, agree with all that. Looks a fast enough race. I I'm, I think he's a real good spec here, Mission Phoenix. I love the back up at a mile, stepping up in distance. The stable has a lot of success doing it. Um, I like what he did last week in restricted room, and I think he, he he's in the finish here at double-figure odds, close to double-figure odds. I think perfect thought, a horse I love, is just... you got to, He's done nothing in four preparations first up, and he's always lifted second up, so... I don't want to drop off him because I really like the horse and he's a big threat here. And Tarzarel looks as good set up for him, a freshen up, nice trial win, plenty of speed up front to launch on them late again. And um, look, they look the three to me. And outside of that, Logan Street line um, is well well placed here and he, he gets the nice little run from a good draw. Four, six, twelve and eight. Yeah, I've gone 6, 12, 4 and 9, 6, perfect thought. Uh, he does tend to bounce off a run, so he was a pass mark there first up, but where there's smoke, there's fire, wasn't he heavily backed in that last couple of minutes? They absolutely crunched him, so the rottings on the wall to say that he has returned well. Uh, and second up last preparation, he improved sharply uh, to run a narrow second to Kovalika, so if he does something similar here, second up, out to the mile, perfect. Going to need a little bit of luck at the right time from barrier one, but there should be enough pressure for... Uh, Karen McAvoy to duck and weave through, and they should break up enough for him to get his chance. Tazarel, hard enough to beat. Uh, he's an import that's airborne at the moment. He's won two from two this time back. Uh, he's gone to another level, hasn't he? So five weeks between runs. Uh, I think he was in the rally mile there, but scratched from a wide draw. So they've taken their medicine and, and decide to run him today. Uh, he's going to see them all turning for home, but we know he's got to turn a foot to still get himself into the finish. I agree with Mission Phoenix. He's very much ready to win. There's so much intent to be read into the setup, uh, out to 1,600 metres on the quick turnaround, was horribly suited last Saturday uh, in a sit sprint. That's not his go. He likes to roll on his races. And nine, Mark Schnell. He is hard fit. He gets the blinkers on again. And back in journey is a tick, if anything. So six, twelve, four, and 9. Uh, special there from Brad Gray. Yeah, let's get to Darren's thoughts. Tazarel, 12 on top to beat 6, 14, and 15. Previewing Randwick uh, this morning with Brad Gray, Ron Duffercy and Andrew Hurley, who's about to talk us through the market. 
for race number five. You referenced Twitter before, Hells. Do we still mm. call it Twitter or do we... Or, or X. Well, what do we do? I mean... I don't know. When you send a, a tweet... I'm not okay you, with those things. Are you Xing when you, you put out a... A, a so-called What's it all tweet about? Now? Why did they change it? Well, Musk, he, um, he wants to turn Twitter into an all-services app. Mm-hmm. So it'll become, I don't know, you can do your banking on there, you can tweet, you can message, you can do the lot. I'd love to know Duff's uh, take on this. I mean, Duff, <laughs> oh, you're going to say you'd like Duff's bank account. Fair um, Yeah, look, Xing. Uh, Xing and owing tweet, It's still tweeting to me, but it, all I've found is it's just an ad, uh, advertorial there since he took over it. It's still, you get his ads on there, so it's, uh, I don't. I avoid it a lot more than I, I used to be on it. Yes. Who owns Facebook? Because it's even worse. No, well, it, that's Meta. They're, they're Instagram and Facebook. That's. Um, mm. Uh, Zuckerberg, that's his joint, Meta. So, anyway, it's all happening, Hills. It's all happening. Yeah, Solving the big problems this morning. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> What's this uh, market look like here, mate? Race five. Yeah, there's a split here between these two favourites in terms of dollars invested. I'll just go through uh, the deductions. Desert Icon, 6 by 7 and Hosier, 6 by 7 Fancy Man, $11, no change. Serpentine, six fifty. Military Mission, $5. We went up $8 Wednesday. Southern France, uh, 101 Gee, Southern France would be old enough to vote, wouldn't it? Uh, Eight-year-old gelding now. 34, Chalk Stream, Bonnie Ezra, 13, 51, Raging Bull, Verona, our favourite, at $4. Uh, in fact, yep, still $4 now. Uh, 26, Chateau Park, Athabaskan is a $26 chance, $5, mostly cloudy, and Kirkby, $7. Well, they're having a very good duel in terms of uh, dollars invested here at the moment. It's military mission today, just. Uh, Verona retains favouritism at $4, military mission at $5. A little bit of specking for Body Ezra, which isn't unusual. Serpentine looks your leader, uh, probably crossing the stalemate mission, mission or military mission in the early stages. Now, Fancy Man showed a bit of speed there last time. That was in the Premier's Cup, of course, uh, first up sitting outside the lead, so he won't be too far away. And Kirk, if he can use the draw, no weight on his back, and uh, he should just play that stalking rolled off. Yeah, look, uh, a race I haven't got a good feel for at all. Um, I, I end up tipping Bonnie Ezra when the rain was falling the other night. Look, I'll, I'll stick with him. Um, I just think he's drawn better. He was in the wrong part of the track the other day. And prior to that, I keep looking at that first up run and I was thinking maybe he wants 2,400 metres now. He's been placed three times at it. Uh, yep, I'll go with him. Uh, like I say, with no confidence. They say seeing is believing. Um, and if that's the case, Verona is very hard to beat. Um, but it was a benchmark 78. She was 20 to 1. But if she reproduces that performance, uh, she'll win. I suppose she's untapped. She's only having a 15th start, and that was her first try at 2,400. So there's a lot of positives and just a few little negatives as far as the um, you know the SP profile and wanting her just to do that again, but she could well do that here. Um, Serpentine, he'll roll forward here. He's a good, tough stayer. Did a good job over the Brisbane Winter Carnival with those couple of runs. And best of the rest is Military Mission, who showed lovely improvement there, um, second up. Uh, tough race, 8, 10, 4, 5. 
Yeah, I can see there are a few red flags there uh, with Verona, but I am going to trust that she can do it again and bounce off that or at least hold her form. That's all she has to do. I know it was a benchmark race, but wasn't she impressive? She showed she a, an exceptional turn of foot and she put four lengths on her rivals and it was Kirkaby in second, who's a pretty handy benchmark as far as where we fit in. Uh, that Sydney staying form. Serpentine, well, he can only do what I think he did last preparation. He's one trial back this time and suggested he's ready to, to pick up where he left off. He was a good winner there first up last campaign, albeit in a field of four in Queensland, but he beat Carlapore that day, so he'll roll forward and prove hard to chase down. He's still lightly raced. Five, military mission. A real sense of timing about his campaign. I like the improvement that he showed from first up to second up. And I imagine we see something similar here. Uh, the way he finished off there last time, and suggested he's looking for the 2,400 metres. And even Kirkaby, he's a little bit dangerous down the bottom there. Uh, reluctant to completely overlook him. He, he drops a lazy 9.5 kilos, if you don't mind. He's holding his form really well. Maps quite nicely. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him poking home into the finish. 10, 4, 5 and 14. Let's see what Darren's come up with here. Race 5, he's with Verona as well. 10 on top to beat 5, 13 and 14. Race number 6 is the first of our group features on this uh, program. Of course, uh, that previous race are listed, but uh, this race at uh, Group 2 level is the Furious 1,200 metres. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, good race coming up, isn't it? Uh, Zadozi comes out and just a minor deduction there of three sets to win and two sets to place. Lazago, $71. Autumn Ballet, uh, $4.40. Went up $6 Wednesday. $4.64 now. Tis Invincible. eight fifty to 8 Platinum Jubilee. Komochi, our favourite, two eighty to uh, sorry, three eighty to three ninety back to three eighty. We wrote uh 460 on Wednesday. A couple of punters were banged straight onto it at $1,000 at that 460. Fire Lane 41, $8 Cigar Flick, Amazonian Lass 16, 81 Hell Queen, Summer Loving 19, 81 Private Legacy, and Mumbai Muse 16 to 15. Well, as far as the hold on the race is concerned, uh, it's the width of a cigarette paper, really, between Tis Invincible and Komochi, but Komochi currently getting the nod as favourite at 380. Yeah, Duff touched it on Form Line on Thursday night, but it's a little bit dangerous here speed-wise because one, two, three are your speed horses, so how quickly do they find their spots and how quickly do they drop anchor? You're looking for something maybe from these wider gates to press on, but there's not a lot there. Maybe a little question mark fire lane, but... Uh, it was a fair way, or a fair way back now that she was showing speed as an early two-year-old. So, yeah, maybe not a lot of pressure here on paper, Duff. No, it's um, a technical little affair here, um, especially staying at 1,200. And uh, a lot of these horses appear to be wanting 1,400, maybe even further. So it's um, an interesting race. I'm going into favourite. Kamochi, I love the way she returned. She looked one of the black bookers out of the race. She's furnished. She's put on weight. She's um, educated herself. And I think she can put two good runs together today. Now, if there's any indication coming towards this race that the fence is an advantage, I think it's a massive overlay, Mumbai Muse. Um, up on top of the speed, if not in front, behind the leader. No fluke in that first up run at big odds uh, after trialling well going into it. I think she's come back really nice this filly. So massive odds. Um, Autumn Ballet can only improve. Good, strong, tough on pacer. He'll chip away, uh, giving the impression up to a mile even. And his Invincible could uh, could be the one with the spring in a step. I know that uh, people are questioning the Rosebud form, but... At least she's got that sprinting edge on her compared to a couple here. Five, thirteen, two, and three.
Yeah, that's the way I've seen it. I've gone with the rosebud, just thinking that the two fillies coming through that are going to be a little bit sharper. Uh, 1,100 metres and three, three weeks between runs, so they could have a, a little turn of foot at the finish here that a few of these looking for the 1,400 metres already might not be able to match. And I've gone away at Cigar Flick at the price. I think $8 is a really good gamble. She couldn't have done anything more in the rosebud, given the, ray, the way the race set up. No, she was out the back there from the gate, and she really savaged the line in, in some of the fastest closing splits across the entire meeting. So third up, 1,200 metres, better draw. Uh, looks to have fallen into place quite nicely for her. That's no knock on Tiz Invincible. She actually meets uh, Sigarthic three kilos better off for beating her there last time out. you think she's got natural improvement. She can stalk the speed and she shouldn't have any excuses herself. I know that Kira Mara and David Eustace hold her in high regard. They came out throughout the week and said that uh, she's probably the best three-year-old in the stable. Five, Komochi, uh, no knock there either. Uh, keen to see what she can do here. and you think she can only build off what she did there uh, first up. And two, Autumn Ballet, uh, reluctant to overlook the obvious. She'll spear forward. If she's not in front, she's outside the lead, uh, and she'll be in the finish again. Eight, three, five, and two. Good race. It is a good race, Brad. You're spot on uh, where we see these fillies battle it out again. Darren Flindell's found there's something at value here. Amazonian lass for Darren. Number nine to beat five, two, and eight. Chatting to my colleague Dave Stanley off air too, and he reminded me that uh, next week we're heading to Dubbo for the Dubbo Cup. Wanted to give the club a quick uh, plug as well. Uh, next weekend is the Dubbo Cup Day. We'll be in town for their Calcutta, which uh, will be exciting on the Friday night before the Dubbo Cup next week. So looking forward to that. And these races are all big dance eligible now. So uh, it's a big carrot uh, to get their Melbourne Cup Day for the big dance, of course. We press on with the preview. And uh, we've got the Concord Stakes. And it's the first leg of the Quaddy. Andrew Hurley, as you rejoin me, um, just so many questions to be answered with this race. Nature Strip, Eduardo back in secret. Uh, really exciting race. What are they backing at this stage? Yeah, it's probably made even more interesting now with uh, Zapateo coming out. There's a few people around town tipping it. Nine by nine, the deduction. Kalos, three by two, and on the lead, zero. Nature Strip, 225. Got to as much as 260 this morning. It's now into 215. Shelby, 66, 100 to one. Eduardo, 350 when the market went up Wednesday. $5, $8 momentarily this morning. It's back into $5. In secret, 370 to 390. Back to 370. Took about a 3,000 at 3.30 on the in secret Wednesday afternoon, about 60 seconds after the market opened. Bella Nipotina, 8.50 to 9.50. Rocketing by... 61 remark 650 opened at six this morning got to seven and 251 dollars casino lord uh in terms of the dollars held yeah it's nature strip in front of in secret eduardo very soft uh and bella nipotina being kept safe dollar wise speed uh you don't need me to tell you that eduardo leads nature strip comes across settles outside what happens thereafter uh maybe the doors open for a mark to be positive and just look for a spot in behind the speed because outside of that a lot of horses here that just like to find their feet off yep uh, she can show speed fresh uh bella nipotina she was up close in the um new market that day within secret winning that race so maybe she can hold a good position from that draw, stalking the two leaders two or three lengths off them. I'm with Nature Strip. Um, he's getting in short enough now. Um, interesting, they went up pretty well 360, the three of them, the, the, the senior trader, Tim, Timmy Ryan, and um, yeah, let the punters work out who they want to back. And uh, In fact, I said to him on Thursday night, I said, uh, what do you like in the race? He says, I like Eduardo. And he's pushed it to $8. Um I don't understand that. I don't understand It's a double that. bluff. <laughs> it's a double bluff. Uh, look, 
I but think... dangled a carrot, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, he dangled it in a big way. I didn't realise he got to... Uh, I don't, didn't realise he could get to $8. And Keep it PG, like Duff. Eduardo's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Eduardo's the danger. Um, I think... I think Joe's got him ready to run well for sure, and he's he's never run bad at the track and distance here. Um, he's only been beaten once, and that was it. But uh, I think in secret has to run well, with uh, in the same time thinking that she's way under the odds. And best of the rest is Bella Nepatina, who has lured Mellum to town on a feature day in Melbourne, which is very interesting. Mm. One, three, five, and six. Same numbers for me, one, three, five, and six. Although you're looking at a very different race now as far as the market is, aren't you? So you put this up on Wednesday and uh, you're probably treating it pretty differently. $2.15 nature strip. Uh, if you like him, I think you'll get better. Surely that's bottomed out at that quote. Because you've got to Surely. take him on trust. Um, you can see that, but I think he's out to prove a point. You're reluctant to read between lines uh, with setups and various trainers, but I'm thinking that Chris Waller might have him a little bit more forward than he has in the past, uh, given he has to, to come out and prove himself and, and ward off retirement, uh, of course, nature strip. But if he runs up to anywhere near his best, uh, we know what he's capable of doing. So I like the setup for him. I like the wide gate. Just allows uh, J-Mate to just take his time, uh, ride his own race, keep the horse in his rhythm. And we've said throughout his entire career that rhythm is just everything with Nature Strip. As long as he's doing his own thing, he's happy. Take off turning for home uh, and catch me if you can at three. Eduardo, well, his trials have been great, or his trial has been great uh, in terms of reading that, that he's come back well enough. Uh, was first up last preparation that he was only beaten a nostril, so maybe we're a little bit too quick to forget what he's capable of doing on his day. He's not getting any younger, we know that. Uh, but a 1,000 metres fresh, uh, that's his bread and butter. Five in secret. I've got a similar read to Duff in that I think of all those at the top of the market, she's the one uh, with the most to come uh, as far as fitness. Uh, this is a, a little run that she probably needs on the way through, but she's got class, and if these leaders overdo it, uh, putting in the tippy-toes late, She'll be screaming home and Bella Nipatina. Uh, you can never discount her. She can be a bit hit and miss at the barriers, but if she does jump on terms, there is a spot for her in behind the speed. And, you know, she's dangerous if she finds that stalking position. One, three, five, and six. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on for sure, Brad. Uh, let's see what Darren has done. He's Nature Strip. <clears throat> One on top to beat five, three, and nine. Um, on Bella Nipatina too, Brad. She's had the two jump outs, hasn't she, uh, at Cranbourne yes. to prep up for yep. this? She has. Pretty quiet ones, uh, but we know what we get with her, don't we? She typically comes to hand pretty pretty well fresh, and there's not too many horses with proven 1,000-metre form in this, and she is one of them. Uh, in the Lightning Stakes there, she wasn't beaten far by Cool and Gutter, and I wish I win. I do mm. concede that was down the straight, but 1,000 metres is pretty much a specialist distance, isn't it? So certainly keep that in mind. Absolutely, and I think you nailed it with Nature Strip. I, I have absolutely no doubt he's ready to rock and roll today as far mm. as they would have left no stone unturned. That's right. Um, because he's got to make that statement. He's got to show uh, the connections that he still wants to be out there and still wants to do it. And you mentioned a 1,000 a specialist distance, Brad. Well, he's won 9,000 metre races. I'm looking down the page here. Um, I mean, I don't think Shelby... I know he won a group one at 1,100, but he's a bit out of form. Ed, yes, a 1,000 in secret. We don't really know. Uh, Bella Nipatina... Is she a specialist 1,000-metre horse? Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, she's won one race at 1,000. Three of her wins have been 1,200, so I'd say she prefers that little bit longer as well. So um, I honestly can't see him running bad, Nature Strip. I, I just can't. I think uh, he's, he's trialling too well. He's had the long spell. He might have just been that little bit tired too, having had a busy last couple of seasons. So I'm just really excited to see him 
out there today, Brad, and, and what he can produce. I've got a feeling um, he can wind the clock back today and find somewhere near his best. We know he's probably not at the peak of his powers anymore, but I think he'll be good enough today to be running top three. Yeah, well, we're treated to them again, aren't we? So we're a little bit sport with these two geldings that have been around, it seems, forever, 10, 10 and 9. But in the back of your mind is kind of the, the thought that they're probably only one or two bad runs away from retirement. So you don't really know whether this is the last time we're going to see either of them on the racetrack. So fingers crossed they both run well and they both fight out the finish and we get to see them for another couple of preps. Not many horses. Sure. Sorry, Hurls, go. Oh, I was going to say, so, do you reckon they know each other? They get to the gates and say, oh, you again? Oh, Eddie Wood, he can talk, Mr. Ed. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> How you going? Well, whether they know whether they know each other or not, do you think they're friends, Duff, would be the next thing? <laughs> well, I don't know about that one, but anyway, um, they're two characters in their own right. They certainly are. I love that uh, from Hurls. Um, Nature Strip, how are you, Ed? Yeah, good to see you again, mate. Gee, good to see you, Stripe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's kick on, boys, to race number eight on the program, and this is the Chelmsford, 1,600 metres, group two, and think it over's up the top. Hinch came out this morning, 15 by 13. Think it over. We went up 290 on Wednesday afternoon. 270 now, $3. Wrote a bet of 2000 at 290 on Wednesday afternoon, not long after the market came out. Mawanga is 850 to $9. Seems unders. 23, night's order. Bold Mac, 21 to 23. $18, Huye Mao. Went up 26 for it. 51, Navajo Peak. Linderman, 11 to 12. 19 to 21, Major Bill. Manzois, 34 to 41. $8 to $9 for Jewess. Now, Montefilia, we went up seven, and we went up $8. Took about a 2000 at 750 2000 at 650 That was all on Wednesday afternoon. This morning, we've just written a bet of 5000 at 290 uh, 2000 at $3, so that uh, one customer has actually had 7000 2000 at 3 and then butted up again 5000 at 290 So Montefilia is clearly the best back runner, and as I said, well done if you've got the 750 or even that 650 on Wednesday. That's a fair snip, isn't it? It's uh, new favourite now, Montefilia, $2.90. It, it is the off the back of the money, though. and it's been sustained. Yeah. Well, I wrote down $8 Wednesday yep, when, the, when the markets went up. And I think the main reaction was at midday when the riders went on yeah. and, and they saw yeah. McDonald on board and she just was just, everyone wants to be on McDonald at $8 on a, on a class horse. So, but to think that she's $2.90 now is just amazing. You know, and $2.90, top of, the, top of the market at the moment. Uh, there's a lot shorter than that around. So Montefilia uh, has been truck-loaded speed. No, listen, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Boys, I made her my leg for the punters panel <laughs> this week. That's what's <laughs> happened. Of course. <laughs> right, uh, so it's just Brad, you're not, you're not convinced I'm, I'm responsible for the plunge on the back uh, of me no, tipping no, it? No, okay, no, not, not fine. Quite, but, yeah. <laughs> you can talk me around. Uh, Knight's order goes forward. Linderman uh, goes forward. Major Beal. Uh, rolls into a position on top of the speed again, and then you're looking at Mawanga, Think It Over, and Bold Mac to take up nice trials in behind you. Yep, um, I must admit, I was very excited about her at 650. Um, not so excited now. Um, she's rock bottom now, but I think uh, it's a lovely setup for her. Chris is just, she was good in the 1400, the mile at Ramwick, just a little edge off the track, perfect for her, a good draw to map midfield, and we know she she's just going to um, 
Well, she likes Ramwick. Uh, she, she she does like Ramwick. I'm convinced of that. So I've got her on top of Think It Over, who is, um, I just thought he was trading a little bit short when he was 260, but obviously the trend is uh, he's going to get out to his right price now, and he's a very popular horse, and although I thought he was thinking he was short enough, he, he can't do anything bar run well, mapping well off the, the few speedsters here. Jewess is probably the overs now at uh, $9, considering her and Montefilia, there was nothing between their first up runs, I wouldn't have thought, uh, looking at them, both hitting the line very, very well. And Lindemann, he could really be the upset horse here if, if the stable mates, Knight's Order and Major Beale, aren't fast enough for the mile. He was coughing Duff uh, yeah. last up. Yeah, it was stuff. like, yeah. I reckon he might have got a bit of turf in his, mm. in his mouth, which can happen with horses in races. And, you know, it's like eating seven Sayo biscuits and not having a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it can happen. It can happen. They can choke down. So I think he's, he was going too well leading into that race uh, to just to be totally disregarded here. 11, 1, 10 and 7. And Brad, I'm not copying that that Duff's eating the Sayos. He's going better than that. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> he's eating the it's caviar or of those Sayos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dumplings, Duff, please. The Sayo biscuits. Uh, no. No, they're a bit dry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think here, Brad? I'm thinking, think it over. Uh, 1, 11, 10 and 2. I just kept coming back to him. Well, the cherry on top is just how well he maps. Now, the danger with him is, of course, you're always a touch wary when a horse runs well off a lengthy layoff. What do they do second up? Do they flatten off? So in an ideal world, maybe three weeks between runs, but if Kerry Parker's happy to take him to the races again, uh, I think that's enough of a, a tick for all of us to back him with some confidence. So we know his best form uh, would be so hard to beat here, uh, and the riding was on the wall there first up that he has returned well. So... I think he can only run well. 11, Montefilia, uh, clearly hard to beat. Whether she wants 2,000 metres now, but she has raced well over 1,600 metres in the past, so maybe I'm just looking for, for things that aren't there, uh, jumping at shadows, but she was fantastic in the win stakes, so wasn't she savaging the line? So I wonder what the grand final is with her this campaign. I'm still trying to work out what that might be, but she'll pick up races, no doubt. 10, Duace was equally as good there in the wink stakes, hitting the line. She's raced well over the mile in the past, and uh, she a bit of a tricky gate for her to overcome, but she'll be allowed to, to find her feet and be charging late once more. And Mawanga, now there's probably only two genuine weight for age milers in this field, think it over, and Mawanga. What do you do with him? Uh, he was horrible there first up, but he's so much better than that. So you take him on trust, and this is a winnable race for him. One eleven, ten 10 and 2. Darren's with Dewis, 10 on top to beat 11, 1 and 2. As we go to race number 9, now at Randwick this afternoon, the tramway hurls over 1,400. That's a beauty too. And just looking at the honour roll, well, we had Zaki win it back-to-back, Dreamforce won it back-to-back, Happy Clapper, Lucia Valentina, Sincero, Rangi Rangdu, and they were all horses that sort of went on to the big handicaps, the Epsons of what have you, to uh, perform well. Some good horses engaged here. Deductions, we've got Ossipanko, 14 by 13, just one cent the place for Cepheus, Madame Pomeroy, uh, 4 by 3, Williamsburg and Huyo Mao, uh, 0 up the top, communist, an $18 chance. $16, my Oberon. Five fifteen to five dollars for Pericles. Fireburn, seventeen to eighteen, back to seventeen. Diamond eighty-one. Going global. Now it went up fifty-one dollars. It's now an eighteen dollar chance. Obviously, J Mac going on it is an interesting engagement. Zyrex thirteen, fifty-one new mandate. Hope in your heart, nine to eight fifty. Forty-one Skyman, Skylab. 
21 to 23. 26 at Democracy Manifest. Alentia is the favourite and firm favourite at that. 230 to 225 this morning and $34 for Palmetto. Uh, interesting, McAvoy goes on to Alentia and J-Mac goes on to glow, uh, going global. Skylab, I noticed, was a bit of a uh, bit of a run there first up behind Buenos Notches. Uh, as far as dollars held, yeah, it is a lentia in front of hope of your heart, and yep, going global. That is off the back of money that uh, that moved fifty-one into eighteen, and we're written bets on it today. In fact, that holds the third most amount of money invested on the race today. Yeah, going global. We don't move there. So this is a fascinating map. I don't know if we have a designated leader, especially after we've lost Cepheus, who I think runs in Queensland. So Pericles can go forward, I would have thought. Maybe going global. Palmetto, does Zarek hold a position? Alentia, by default, uh, is further forward. But this is a dead set head scratcher, this one, Duff. It certainly is. Uh, look, I th- she's obviously the go-to, for, go-to horse, Alentia, but... There's just so many betting options outside of her at the, some of the prices these are. So for her to be a 5-4 to favourite, going from a benchmark 88 against Group 1 uh, horses here is a huge feather in a cap if she gets away with it. Um, look, I'll tip her, but it's a tricky little tricky little ride for McAvoy here, I'd say. Um, I think Communist can improve. He could probably roll forward if he wanted to. Yep. Uh, I think Pericles has obviously got the... The best pattern, looking at the makeup of this race, uh, and hope in your heart is just too good a mare to leave out with, you know, proper Doncaster form and group form. The other one, on, I think Map's okay here, and I reckon he's trialling enormous. Is Palmetto, sixteen, one, four, and twelve. I've gone sixteen, nine, four, and twelve. I'm with her as well. Uh, she was brilliant there. First up, we are talking about a benchmark eighty-eight, as Duff did touch on, but it was the win of a mare who is going to just charge through the grade. So I know that Chris Waller's got uh, maybe half a, an eye there on, on the Epsom, uh, and if that's the case, uh, she'll want to be in the finish here, as the market does suggest. Nine Zarek, uh, I think he's a, a great bet as an, at an each way price. A drying track will suit him. If we're back into the good, uh, come later in the card, uh, that suits him down to the ground. He was fantastic last preparation himself. He was a first up winner, over 1,400 metres. I like the way he's trialled this time, and he's just had the one hit out, so he'll be nice and, and fresh for this, and he does have form around Zaki last campaign. For Pericles, you'd think he can only improve on what he did there first up, uh, where he did enough to scramble home to beat Madame Pomery, but he was always in control. Uh, he can go forward off that. It's just whether he's looking for the mile now, but he is three weeks between runs. And you've got to find a spot for hope in your heart. Uh, no more genuine uh, horse in training at the moment. So, yeah, she's a, she's a cracker and she'll run you a race as she always does. 16, 9, 4 and 12. Darren, in race number 7 has gone... Uh, race number 7. Race number 9 has gone this way. 16, Olentia to beat 4, 2 and 12. Race number 10 and Hurley's got the market. Yeah, Tri-State comes out six by seven. Wind Shadow, two cents a win. Sandstock, zero deduction. Got narrowly beat in the Mona Lisa yesterday at $26.750 the place, mind you. Avery, a zero. Three by two. Chrysler, your suit, two cents a win. And Molly Nails, two by two. Marzabit, uh, $151.26 Vallo. Stromboli, 16 to 13. Time to Boogie, $6 to $5. Very good. Uh, very good money here for our last cash, our last cash. 
and it would open up at $26 on Wednesday afternoon. It's $9 into $7.50. Adam Aronis, the dollar Scott. The favourite is Garza Blanca, $2.40 to $2.50, back to $2.40. Julian Rock, $100 to $1.00. Pirelli, $5. $7.50 is seven salt coats. It went up $11 on Wednesday afternoon and twice as special, 51 to 61 uh, Favourite, popular, Garza Blanca, but yeah, you've got to take note of that money for our last cash, $26 all the way into seven fifty. Yeah, he smashed them first up down the straight. Uh, it was mm. a career best for him, so I imagine a race like the Kosciuszko is on, on the cards for him as well if he comes out and, and does something similar here. So a couple of scratchings do take a, a bit of speed out of this. Wind Shadow coming out from the wide draw and Tri-State coming out. So you've got four Valor and Time to Boogie uh, left as your, your on-speed horses, and I think they both like to control to some extent, so there should be a, enough pressure here to, to keep a, an even tempo. Stromboli gets a lovely trail in behind the speed, and our last cash, the money horse, shouldn't be too far away from the low gate duff. Yeah, I was thinking... Um, Saltcoats might get a soft track here, which he's not, but I'm still really respecting him. He's really caught the attention in two Aussie trials. He's lightly raced. He's untapped. He's a stakes winner by a big space in New Zealand, admittedly on a heavy 10 track, but they thought enough of him to, well, these big names um, uh, must have paid a bit of money for him to, to buy him, and the trials are good. And I think he's worth, well, just wait. I think he's a wait and see yard and late market moves and confidence about him. If he's not there, it's a good thing, Garza Blanca. Um, this is his race. He'll be dry by this time of the day. 1,200 suits better. And I thought he was enormous first up there when very well fancied. Uh, 10 Pareel. Yep, presents right off big win at uh, Mooney Valley last time, and yep, our last cash does get his chance to show off some uh, Kosciuszko credentials. But if it's not fifteen, it'll be eight. Um, fifteen, eight, clearly ahead of ten and six. Now I've gone with the eight, uh, the favourite in the get out. So what is he? Two dollars forty at the moment. That's probably about his right price. Uh, if he runs up to his best, he's going to be so hard to hold out. We know he's a horse with a big turn of foot. We didn't get to see that first up where he was just bailed up in between runners. Would he be won the race? I think he goes mighty close. We've seen Smashing Eagle come out and run well since. So the right setup for him here, if there was a query there first up, it was just whether 1,100 metres was going to be too sharp. So that's not the, the query here, 1,200 metres. Perfect. Our last cash, I can see why there's been money. Uh, he's a lightly raced galloper. Donna Scott has said all the way through that he's been a little bit of a quirky horse, but... Uh, he's starting to really come into his own now. Three Stromboli returned to Gelding at the midweeks. Did a good job. He can go on with it from now. And four time to Boogie continues to race well. Uh, and he'll take bad luck out of the equation riding the speed. Eight, six, three, and four. Let's see what Darren's found in the last. Race number 10. He's gone uh, this way. Saltcoats number 15 to beat eight, ten, and four. That's our preview of Randwick. Ron Duffersey, what is your best? Uh, look, a tricky day. I'm, I'm thinking the, the best gamble of the day is race four, number four, Mission Phoenix, actually. Beautiful, Duff. Uh, have a good day. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffersey. Brad Gray, your best? Best for me, race six, number eight, Cigar Flick. Very happy to take that $8. That's a really good gamble. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. You enjoy it. Thanks, guys. There's Brad Gray. Yeah, that's been our preview of Randwick. Our TV viewers are about to leave us. Our coverage will continue on Sky Sports Radio, but Andrew Hurley, um, we know that jockey challenge currently suspended, just waiting to hear news in regards to J-Max light rides. He hasn't been able to prepare how he normally would uh, for today's meeting, so we're awaiting further news there, but have you got any other market information for us? 
Well, I'll tell you the best back runner on the card this afternoon is Alentia in race number nine. Ran with Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Races one to six. Your horse runs second or third. You get a bonus bet back up to $50. Applies to your first win bet using your tab account. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858.